0: Welcome, dear friends, to the Tarviren, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob,
1: and Rich. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to the Tarviren podcast. I'm sure it's Tarviren.
0: Tarviren.
1: Tarviren. the audio book is kind of like started listening to a bit more of The Great Hunt, and they definitely say Tarverin a lot more.
0: Now, yeah, the, it, the second syllable, <clears throat> excuse me, is, is vir, according once again to the glossary at the end of the actual physical book. <laughs> hunt Tarverin. <to> <laughs> Hello, I'm Rob. Yes, I'm your other humble, I'm other humble host.
1: And I'm Bill. I'm your I'm your distracted and uh, <laughs> uh, often Tangierical.
0: Is tangential,
1: tangential uh, transge- transge- transgender. Um, I think I might. I, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm trying. You know, I'm. I'm very pro-trans. Let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. My... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go farther on that. I'm gonna. Let that fall to the floor i I feel
1: like my brain is just sloshing out of my ear today this is gonna be a good show (laughs) (laughs) how's that different than any other show (laughs) exactly all my shows involve my brain sloshing out of my ear and falling on the floor unless unless it's the audio only experience in which case i'm just slapping sharon stone's boobs (laughs) that's a Um, callback
0: that maybe two three listeners might get
1: uh i believe i have
0: eight listeners to the audio experience but, but, I'm, but cross-reference that to to our podcast <laughs> uh well, yeah, yeah yeah i'm <laughs> one of them i'm, I'm one of them <laughs> yeah ben, I, I know
1: you and i know tyler listen and i know tyler absolutely loves it uh, to be honest with you i love it too it's like a it's like a passion product but i get <clears throat> a product a passion project but i project. Get, i get the you know it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea but i think it's well, i think it's hilarious
0: For those that don't know the aoxp audio only experience on on lunch breaks that bill doesn't record he actually takes his uh system out and walks about the streets of london playing video games and commenting them commenting on them audio way audio so
1: it's what's called an audio only let's play which is a ridiculous concept in itself uh (laughs) because you know it's one thing to watch someone else playing a game on twitch or on youtube as a let's play but are listening to someone playing a game, uh, but I think it, you know as long as you pick a game that's in uh, very enduring. I think uh, Daniel K, in my opinion, does it does this best. Uh, I'm going to plug it. Daniel's K's Let's Play podcast. Uh, let's play project <laughs> uh, is an amazing podcast It's absolutely hilarious if anyone here listens to um, no one can know about this he does the uh, the weather
0: reports in the current season yes and if you're a fan yeah, of australians too he's your guy
1: yeah i i, I love daniel kate's bits and he he invented the audio only let's play uh, i think it was a twitter joke <laughs> that started it up and then he kind of just goes actually this is great this is great fun and um yeah i think i think it's hilarious i'm not I i am not farming for listeners guys you know i'm very happy with my eight listeners get that listenership (laughs) into the double digits (laughs) no i like i like it being less than 10 digits (laughs) i feel like i know i feel like i know my audience intimately (laughs) but um but yeah i mean the fact the fact i I, I haven't i don't think i've even released an episode in like two months i've just not had time to sit there and slap sharon stone's boobs anymore also just just for the reference to that just because just in case please you're thinking please give the it, reference i'm playing a game called police noughts which is a point and click adventure by hideo Kajima, and uh it, the, i'm playing a fan translated version because it was never released outside of japan and the more i play this game the more i realize why <laughs>
0: uh you, you wouldn't you name it uh pervert space simulator
1: uh yeah space perv simulator 2000 <laughs> uh but yeah because uh, it, it's it's a really serious like it's a serious game. <laughs> <laughs> where where you're trying to solve a murder, but uh, the guy who you play, a guy called Jonathan, uh, just grope like. I'm blaming it on Jonathan. The option is there to grope almost every woman you meet. (laughs) And I'd kind of, up to a point in the game, I was a bit like, well, it's my decision to touch her boobs. (laughs) I'm doing it because it's hilarious. And um, there is actually a guy uh, credited in the credits for doing the uh, boob physics in the game. His entire programming job on the game was the
0: boob bounce. Wait, honey, I got a job. (laughs) Oh, yeah, programming? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a programming job. (laughs) It's, it's just like a simulator, um, lifestyle simulator yeah. programming job.
1: Can I just give your boobs a slap?
0: Can yeah. <laughs> I really record this?
1: Yeah, now I need to do this to other women with different breast sizes so I can okay. get a good judge. Um, yeah. Anyway, 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 yeah, but yeah. He's... You were
0: saying that your brains were spilled out on the floor? Yeah, it is now. But
1: um <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like, like I said, like I was kind of blaming it on myself up to that point i just thought it was hilarious and also i'm playing the ps1 version which they uh, sony insisted that they dial down the boob jiggle so it's not as bad as the saturn version but um... (laughs) But yeah, up until the point where I met, uh, there's a very, uh, she looks like Sharon Stone and she's sitting there with her legs crossed. And occasionally she uncrosses and recrosses her legs. So it's just like, okay, I can see what scene they're recreating here. And then, yeah, this mechanical mosquito gets out and just keeps like landing on one boob from the other. And it's your job to slap it until you kill it. And so at that point. So you're being a gentleman. Yeah, I was being a gentleman, but you know the, this is the first time it's just like, okay, this is now a mechanic of the game that to move on I have to wow. grope this woman and it's just like, yeah, thanks Heidi O'Kajima Yeah, but I, <laughs> I, I I think it's hilarious it's a, a hilarious one to let's play but anyway, uh, you're yes. not here to listen to the audio only experience with the uh, the seven other people who listen to that show <laughs> other than Rob um, exactly.
0: You're here to listen about the Wheel of Time Wheel of Time, can we Wheel pause for can we time. Sorry oh. to step on you, my AC kicked on Give me five seconds to go turn it off. <laughs> That's right. All right well. Rob, Rob wants to cook. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. tom, tom. Please say he just hits it until it goes off. Whack, whack, whack. <laughs> I might just leave this audio in.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> yep, there we go. It sounds like he's giving it a whack. <laughs> sorry about that I, that kicked on in the middle like oh i thought i check that okay that's, that's right
1: i said some hilarious things while he's gone so i'm just going to leave that in
0: Oh boy. I, <laughs> yeah i picked up my earbuds and i hear you laughing I'm like oh great <laughs> <Bugger>. uh, <laughs> yes anyway <laughs> welcome back we were to... talking uh, today uh we have no new itunes reviews yes um, no new no iTunes reviews. but you know it's all good Keep the love coming. We we appreciate all forms of criticism. Um, Wheel of Time news. You we got, got any real news bits to speak of?
1: So Wheel of Time news. Um, Wheel of Time news. Do, 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 do. So all obviously, right. obviously, we had the thing with Perrin getting married.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, so that leads into that does lead into to a little bit of news. I guess Brandon Sanderson threw out a couple tweets. Oh, did he? Um, oh, I yes. That he that is, sense. he feels good about what he's seen so far. He's been on the set for Sorry, some of the, me. for some of the, you
1: okay? <laughs> yeah, I was having a sneezing fit. Sorry. All right, this, this episode is going great. <laughs> uh-uh. I smell
0: awards. Anyway. <laughs> yes, nominate us for the podcasting awards, please. The nominate us for a party. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Brandon Sanderson, I guess he's on the set. He's, he's, uh witnessed some of the filming he, he's been reading the scripts and he's confident that fans of the series will be okay with with what they've done with it he's not directly commenting on whether or not Perrin's married or whether or not Tom will be in or not or who's being cast for this or that or if Bell is a creator but he will <laughs> he is saying that he's happy with it and he expects fans longtime fans to also be happy with how the television show is coming around
1: that's that's good news
0: it is good news and next week of course you know since we release on wednesdays we will miss it but you know next week is is another big wheel of time wednesday uh reveal so fingers crossed we get some good stuff next week right fingers fingers crossed you know uh
1: or today is what normally happens on a wednesday
0: (laughs) yes you know we release our pod then you know 10 minutes later you know Big, Big news, news flash! Yes. So, if you like your news a week old, come to us. Exactly. <laughs> you want to be last to know? We're your guys. uh yeah. I can't bother to change the date of the podcast. No, no, no. It's fine. You're such a tight knit schedule anyway with you and your other twenty-seven podcasts. So it's all good.
1: I know. Twenty-eight now.
0: Twenty-eight. Yeah. I'm <laughs> oh,
1: you, well, you lost one. I'm trying to get it. So I've got one. One for every day in the month. <laughs>
0: This is this is the uh, man. Or you just make them all into one. Just just mush everything into one and just do it all one, half, one big five hour podcast every month. No? Okay. No, not yet. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Uh we are up to chapter 29 of the Eye of the World, Eyes Without Pity. And as I said, if I wasn't prepared, that that would be that would be my title for Bill, because that's how he would look at me. He'd have eyes without pity. That's uh, so how look at Rich. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, of course, it's Rich. I mean, come on. Anyway, uh, we have another um, Perrin-centric chapter. It's Perrin and Egwin and Elias. They're making their way, I guess, through the plains, the rolling hills uh, in of Andor on their way to Camelin. I
1: believe so. They're kind of yeah. like wandering, basically just wandering through the
0: woods just following eyeless,
1: eyelessly <laughs> eyelessly? Yes. Uh, aimlessly awesome.
0: <laughs> Yes, but this time though, Elijah seems to be pushing Perrin and Egwin harder than normal you know, he keeps it at a strong pace but for some reason this pace is harder than normal and they're not sure why with a lot of unneeded zigs and zags he's not going straight in a straight line, he's going all around back, up, down, around hills, over hills, you know he has, you know, it's starting to, to kind of freak them out. They're not sure w- why. Because he's not giving them a reason. He's no. just pushing them hard, but pushing them all sorts of different directions.
1: Yeah, occasionally occasionally seeming to ramble to himself. Yes. <laughs> uh, which, of course, is him uh, not rambling to himself. He's kind of chatting with his uh, wolves and friends. His brethren. Yeah. Your brother.
0: <laughs> hey, wolf brother. Yeah, wolf brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so so parents parents come to depend on the wolves to help them out of danger. He's 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 still on edge, but he knows that they're there and he knows that they're trying to help them out but but this different is a different kind of danger. I'm sorry, this danger is a different kind of danger that that the wolves aren't sensing. So the wolves are kind of with Edwin and Perrin are like they don't know what Elias is at, why he's doing all this. We come to find out why that is, but at this moment, you know, it adds to parents' unease because the wolves are not sure what Elias is doing either.
1: No, they because the wolves like to go direct, whereas I, uh, um Elise is kind of taking them all around the houses. You know, he's making, mm-hmm. he's trying to cover mm-hmm. his tracks. He won't let them have fires or cook, or well, like over the cook pots, And if he does, he puts it out the moment they finish cooking their food. He's being, he's been arrested. You get.
0: <laughs> yes, and the one thing that they notice, like, he'll stop. He'll stop the party. He'll stop. Going to the parent, and then he'll he'll go on and kind of crawl up to the crest of the hill, kind of look around for a bit, then come back down. And he's like, All right, we're gonna go around. And you know, and he does this like two or three times, they'll finally parents like, you know what? Can I go scout with you too? And he and you know, elijah's like, I'm glad you asked. Come on, let's go do it. So they go they 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 go to one of the hills, you know, get on a belly crawl, go up to the crest of the hills, the crest of the hill. And in, what does Perrin see?
1: Yeah, so because per, Perrin says like, hey, I'm going to come with you this time. Yeah, <laughs> screw this. I'm going with you. Screw this, yeah. And uh, at first he sees nothing. A tree. <laughs> a tree. And then he's like, what's going on? And then he, sta- he goes to stand and then out of the tree bursts like a hundred or so ravens. Now, yep. I was very excited to get to this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading this chapter for the first time and just being like,
0: <laughs> imagining how that would sound, how that would look—you know—you don't think of it when you see one raven. You like it's a bloody raven, whatever. But you see a hundred of them just out of the tree, mm-hmm. and the terror that that must instill is just, oh, palpable
1: yeah well one of the uh one of the things that uh, when when i was younger uh, we don't get so much of it nowadays unfortunately because the population of the birds seems to have dropped but in the uk we get swifts and swifts fly around in huge huge groups and there are occasional times where you would get literally thousands of them and they kind of just like swarm in the sky and they do this like weird little dance uh there's actually a special name for it which i can't remember but uh where where i live in the uk i used to see this a lot when i was younger but you know mm-hmm. sadly like i say the the populations of swifts have declined for some reason over recent years and you don't see it so much anymore Like you'll be lucky if you see a couple of hundred flying around together but yeah you used to see it, it used to like blacken the sky with swifts wow. running about so when i read this and i could imagine the crows sort of coming out i was just, or the ravens i was a bit like I can picture this because I've seen something similar (laughs) but you know swifts are very nice gentle like delicate little birds whereas uh, crows are very ugly (laughs) yeah hardened creatures so yeah I was kind of reading this just like
0: oh my god that'd be terrifying yes and then also one of the things I kind of envisioned was the sound peaceful calm stillness and then boom just the sound of a Of a hundred ravens flapping and cawing and and just flying about, just killing the silence and and that that in and of itself being terrifying enough, you know much less you know realizing that it's a hundred you know carrion birds, you know and and that you know the destruction that they could wreak, you know if they came upon you. Uh, But this 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 group of birds, you know, I have here seemingly with like a hive mind. They circle the tree a couple times and then they just head south. You know that's when parents like. You know, these, you know, dark one's own eyes. So they are out for, out for, you know, reconnaissance for, for, for Mr. Balsamon. Uh, what else yeah. do
1: I have here? I think uh, he mentions Balsamon as well, doesn't he?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, oh, that's, yeah. Elias says that there, there may be more ravens behind him and he knows of a secluded place where they can, they can, you know, maybe be safe. So, you know, see that one pack it heads south but elias like well i think there might you know there might be another one coming up on us you know from the from the west as they're as they're trying to move east um yeah and we find us when we find out that the wolves keep their note you know like the phrase keep their noses to the ground so they never think to look up so (laughs) they wouldn't that's I love that. Go ahead. Thing. Yeah, I yeah. love that
1: because Perry's like, why can't the wolves like, why aren't the wolves seeing this? <laughs> He's like, wolves, wolves don't look up. <laughs> why would they look up? And yeah, when, when you think of like the physiology of the wolf, it's just like, well, yeah, well, <laughs> they're not like us. They don't have like, you know, they can look up, you know, and you obviously you obviously imagine a wolf howling at the moon, but it doesn't yeah. seem like a very comfortable way to look.
0: <laughs> if you well, this reminds me of the scene. Did you ever you ever watch the uh, Avatar movie?
1: Oh yeah, I love the Avatar.
0: Yeah, and it reminds me of the scene where where he um. He figures, well, if I just come on the big, the big, you know, alpha bird from above, he will never see me coming. But why would he ever have to look up? That's kind of the same thing. Why would a wolf ever need to look up? Cause they're the alpha. Nothing's ever going to swoop down and take them. So they have no reason to look up. Fortunately, I'm the Omega.
1: <laughs> You're always looking up. I'm always looking up.
0: <laughs> I'm always looking up down round,
1: all around town. <laughs> But yeah, oh, they, see, they see lots of other birds, don't they? Coming out of other thickets and corpse, yes. corpses elsewhere. And yeah, this is where they really start to run.
0: Yes, and then, and then out from the cops comes a lonely fox. Uh, poor Mr. Fox. He attempts to flee. He attempts to run from the flock of ravens. But the ravens catch up to the fox and they completely eviscerate it. And Perrin is just completely horrified.
1: Yeah, absolutely horrified. They pick it it's, to pieces. They they get yes, eyes, eyes, oh,
0: the eyes. unrecognizable <laughs> carcass. So it's one of those like you know, you, you know the horror, you know the fear, but then you see it actually, you know, happen in front of you with this poor fox, and it was nothing to the ravens to just swoop down and just pick apart this thing to pieces. It, they could have very easy, they could easily do that to a to a human, you know that that's where he's thinking, but you know. My, my, my thought is, I don't know if they were sent there to attack Perrin. I think mostly they're there for to be the, they said, in one's eyes. They are wrong reconnaissance. Uh-huh. But, you know, Perrin's not thinking about that at all. He's just, oh my God, I'm going to die. We need to get out of here now. But they're in the wide open plains and there's nowhere to hide.
1: I'm into wide open spaces.
0: <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel like i am been in a singing mood today. That's alright.
1: Uh, yes. Right. So, so but sing to... your heart's content. Yeah. <laughs> so our gang are like gingerly hiding their way while chasing after the ravens. Uh, yes.
0: Because Eilis is certain he's got a place of safety that they can reach. He's very vague about it. He just is like, I, I know somewhere, but we got to hoof it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got to hoof it. No time to talk. And no, uh, no. they they even mentioned about the fact that Bella, whenever they stop Bella's like. You know, blowing out of her ass, as we like to say. I did. Uh, <laughs> even Bella, yeah, even Bella was was kind of huffing too. Yeah, she was huffing, <laughs> blowing out of her nose. You know, she—they—they're all struggling with this journey.
0: <laughs> well, um, now but, we know why. I mean, you know, at first it was like, what, what, what's the problem? Why are we going so? Oh shit! Let's run fast. Must run faster. Must run faster. Must run faster. <laughs> yeah, because I I love the bit where
1: <laughs> she's um because. Uh, when she comes over the hill and she sees the fox, she's like,
0: "Oh God!" Well, yeah. So Eggwin was down below; he didn't see it. She didn't see it all transpire. So when they finally have to, you know, come out in the open to make a buy, she's like, "She's like, what's that?" Parents like, "Screw it! Keep running! Keep running! Keep running! Don't look at it! Keep running!" <laughs> I got here a note: um, one raven is able picks him out, sees him, and starts to make his way towards the group. <laughs> yeah, I love this. <laughs> yeah, Perrin, Perrin's like, "Oh crap! Oh crap! I get my sling. I'm gonna say, oh, who who got her?'" Someone <laughs> yeah, he turns it, and he sees Egwene like, <laughs> like Wonder Woman style. She's like, "I got that one. Let's keep going." Yeah, but then Eyeless is just like so callous about
1: it because it's like it's supposed to be like a really cool moment, isn't it? It's just like <laughs> you know Perrin's panicking, trying to get his stone into his sling so he can take out this one bird that spotted them, and yeah, yeah. O- over behind him, you know, Egwene's twice as quick. <laughs> twice as, uh, <laughs> she, she was ready. She takes it out of the sky, and then while she's like you know, giving Perrin a look, Eyelas just goes. What the fuck are you two doing? You counting your toes? Let's go! <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then, but then he does. He does relinquish a little bit. He says, "Keep your slings handy." <laughs> but yeah, that was funny. <laughs> you you love those little like one-liners that Tom has and that Elias has. I do,
1: I think it's so funny. It's just like this <laughs> is like I know you're impressed with yourself with what you just did, but come on. <laughs> we we've got we've, we've got a hoof it. You know, there's, there's don't no time break to be your shoulder. Impressed.
0: Pat yourself on the back.
1: Like I know, you, I know, Egwene, like you're 15, 16, or whatever, and that was hugely impressive. But yeah, and he talks <laughs> about it because he, he, he gives him so much drip as well. He suddenly turns into like, um, uh, well, it's a bit like, um, what do you call it, a uh, full metal jacket. He's like the drill sergeant. Oh. <laughs> and he's just, he's just constantly
0: abusing him. He's like,
1: come on, I thought you fired. Is
0: that a jelly donut in your foot locker. <laughs> Private Pile! Oh, don't get me started on a Full Metal Jacket.
1: <laughs> pile? Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just it's so funny. It's just like he just actually rips into him. It's like I thought you farm boys were supposed to be like have loads and loads of stamina. I thought you were supposed to work all day and dance all night. It looks like you sleep all day and sleep all night. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> it, you maggots? <laughs> you wanna
0: die! <laughs> but uh, <laughs> then another, another really uh, big um, piece of narrative comes up here the wolves are now they've been warned by Elias to watch the skies now your enemy is in the skies keep looking to the skies uh they call out in warning and and you know even though they're in this dire situation Elias is still waiting for Perrin to acknowledge Elias knows what the message is from the wolves but he's taking a second to Did you get that boy Did yeah, you get that boy give giving Perrin a look isn't he? and then yeah and then Perrin's like yeah, they're they're the ravens are coming behind. Yeah, I hear that they're coming behind us.
1: Yeah, he's like, oh, there are ravens to the north, chasing. Yes, us. and then and, and Egwene goes, and
0: Aaron was go. like, you can talk to them. And he's like, dun dun dun. And one <laughs> of those like big moments where he's like, yeah, I can talk to wolves. Now I have to. Now I have to admit it. <laughs> now I'm the big freak.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can't
0: hit a damn bird with a rock. You know, yeah. I can't, I can't watch women dance. Yeah, I would ride my horse into the river. Now I can talk to the wolves. The hell's wrong with me.
1: They never stop the running pace, do they? And Perrin says to himself, um, something along the lines of, yeah, <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't out, I want to outrun the wolves. I want to outrun the crows. I want to outrun everything, but I can't outrun mm-hmm. uh, Egwene's eyes. <laughs> yes. That, that's a, that's Give, a good line. Giving me that dodgy look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like really that type of porn pairing. <laughs> Is that what you're into? <laughs> it's,
0: like, uh, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Well yeah, Eggway's Egway, journey will take I mean, they run kind of their journeys run kind of parallel. They like, you know yeah, with dreams yeah. and all that, but yeah, we'll come to that. Similar but not oh. so similar. Similar, so, yeah. In, many, in wow. many ways. So she she'll have her own um weirdness happen too, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> so after a suspenseful chase the group is able to make it to an ancient sanctuary devoid of magic the dark one's minions refuse to enter yes so they, they cross a threshold don't they and um but here's the thing when at, at first glance at very first glance without knowing anything future this is very similar to when the party entered shadar logon Oh, don't worry, Dark One minions won't enter here unless they're pushed. And one pushes them is going to be pushed by somebody too. So kind of a like, you know, obviously we have two different areas here from Shadar Logoth to, to where they are now. But the very beginning part for someone who's reading this for the first time is like a whoa. This this reminds me a lot of Shadar Logoth. Where, where are they? What are they doing here?
1: Yeah, because he um he actually uh th- actually we I think did we skip over the bit with the wolves getting attacked by the ravens?
0: Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, we did. Yes. yes uh, so, uh, yeah, I felt, I felt like
1: I felt like we got to the. Uh, I felt like we got to this bit a bit too soon. <laughs> oh,
0: sorry, rewind it. <laughs> there we go. Right. Uh,
1: so yeah. So the wolves were attacked by ravens. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah part part of the thing after Perrin admits to the fact that he can sense the wolves uh we get a um, like a description of how Perrin can see the wolves they cuz the Perrin's uh the Perrin's the wolves talk to Perrin and eyeless via like images in their head almost yes and so like they are the wolves are running as if there a fire as if there's a fire behind them and they are looking up at the skies and they he starts talking about how he can almost sense and taste it because they get attacked by some, they get attacked by one of these thickets of, um, of crows. And yes. he says, like, every now and then I could just feel the crunch of death in his mouth. He tastes,
0: he <laughs> tastes the feathers. It's one of so them that's another, it another line I think he's, I taste it. he tastes the blood and feathers.
1: But yeah, and I think this is the point as well where Hopper, because I think Hopper later on, like, they talk a lot about the fact he's only got one eye or something. And this is where he takes the damage to his eye. Oh, so okay. they mention here that you know Hopper's Hopper's got a wound on his eye. Uh, one one of the other ones has got a, like a puncture in his paw, which he's licking. But the wolves, eventually, you know, the wolves don't die like foxes.
0: No, <laughs> and they, the crows, they they fight back.
1: Yeah, the crows and ravens soon realise that you know oh, we're not going to take down these, crows, <laughs> these these wolves, and they just they just take off south again. Um, so yeah, we have this little attack of the wolves, and after that is when suddenly Perrin Egwene. Bella and Eilis cross this strange invisible line that they can't see mm-hmm. but they suddenly feel it like, wash over them and Perrin describes it almost like a weird sort of tingling sensation and how um, he can almost he almost feels like some of his fatigue from the running has been taken away from him
0: but then comes right back
1: right <laughs> uh, yeah it comes back after he realises oh shit we'll someone die straight in <laughs> and they're just like what is it and then um, I, Eg- Egwene's is the best one because she's just like it's so strange I feel like as if I've lost something where, you know, spoilers, she kind of has. In fact, actually, yeah. I, I say spoilers. Uh, well, she was it. able to light the
0: ball that one time.
1: Eilus explains it in about two minutes. <laughs> yeah. In this chapter. So, Spo- if you okay. haven't read two minutes ahead, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers for two minutes ahead. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing a spoiler cast on that. But yes, they have, the guys have entered a steady Eilus Roar's Uh, A Steading. A Steading steading is kind of, and this confuses everyone, because a Steading is where Ogier live. So uh, to Perrin and uh, and they're like, what, what, this is where Ogiers created this place? And he's like, no, Ogiers don't create a Steading, but Steadings create the Ogier.
0: Oh, that was my next note. I love that line.
1: Yeah, I love that line. It really sticks out in this. Um, But yes, it's just basically like a place of safety. So almost... Like you say, similar to Shadar Logar, because uh, he actually uses the same description, doesn't he? Like, Trollocs mm-hmm. and the Dark Ones won't come here. And Merger will only come in if forced. And you have, yes. to, you have to consider what's forcing them. It's probably a worse thing. Uh, oh, yeah. and he also says no Aes Sedai either, because when Aes Sedai enter the steady they can't fill the one source. And he basically says <laughs> it makes them itch like a seven-day drunk who hasn't had a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just going kind of, that's that was what Egwene is talking about. Because obviously Egwene yes. has been told and she knows she has some, she has the she has the ability to channel the one power. When she says she feels like she's lost something, it's because she's suddenly been cut off from the one source. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know she yeah she, she doesn't fully understand how that all works herself but obviously she feels this sudden tchoo,
0: tchoo, yeah something's it yeah it's a sudden cut off to something familiar yeah although I think she, not she, totally
1: familiar she also says like oh this place is giving me the itch can we get out of here <laughs> so, yeah she's so she's on unha- yeah she's she's getting antsy yeah so she's already getting the shakes from not having a gin and
0: tonic yeah she, she's already on the <laughs> second day of a seven day drunk
1: Yep, but eyeless uh, you know, he never, never the man to settle down. He's just like, right, come on, we we may be safe on this bit, but with when the crows arrive, they'll still see us standing here.
0: Yeah, like i think, don't like they're staying on the edge, and it's like, yeah, we we need to, yeah, go, let's go in, let's go we, in more. We need
1: to go a few miles, balls deep into this place, and then um, and then the crows won't be able to see us because they'll just fly around it, <laughs> so we can hide here. But this isn't completely safe, you know. This is the steading that Ogier don't live at anymore. And they haven't lived here in like 3,000 years, does he say, since the breaking of the world? Yeah,
0: I think so. I think this is
1: where they slowly creep in some of the time frames for things. Um, I wish I made note of that. I'm sure he says something like 3,000 years
0: all right now i'm flipping the pages but keep talking (laughs) um so um
1: they he says there's basically there's only one place in this whole area where there's actually running water that they can drink and Mm -hmm. men know of this place so it's not necessarily completely safe uh, because you never know who you're going to bump into (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah they basically uh they work their way in a bit deeper and then they come across the place that uh ilus was talking about yeah um I and found your passage.
0: There's a st- oh yeah? <laughs> yeah, you you were very you, you actually almost got it exactly right. A steading Elias Ward. You've never listened to the stories. Of course, there hasn't been an Ogier here in three thousand odd years. Not since the breaking of the world. But it's the steading makes the ogre, not the ogre make the steading. Oh, there we go. That's so, good title. job on you. You almost got that exactly right. Yeah, three thousand years or so. I feel I feel like I can class that as a correct one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but- Gold star for Bill.
1: But there's a there's a strange thing looking at them when they get to this pool. Ah.
0: Well, is it looking at them or is it the thing? <laughs> just then they boring. realize what the thing is. Then it's looking at them.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> it's a huge statue of a guy called Arthur Hawkwind.
0: Well, is it a statue or is it just a boulder that is his eye? It's his eye. <laughs> <laughs> they see yes, yes, a stone. It's your boulder, and it's. Kind of rounded mossy glow. They're they're setting up camp, or they're by it, and then Eggwin is like, "That that looks like an eye." And Elias then then starts to go into a little bit of uh, lore and history too. Yes, that is an eye. That is the eye of Arder Hawkwing, uh, the King of Kings, or you know, goes through the whole list of uh, titles, and we get a little bit of backstory about. Uh, how life was in the kingdom when Arter Hawkwing was on the throne. Um, what else? What else? Um, you know that it to, to the general population, they lived in peace and harmony, but Arter Hawkwing also, uh, was very, very harsh and, and, um, harsh and God, I'm blanking on my, my words aren't working for me. he wasn't nice to people that threatened his power. Let's no, put it that way. Yeah, no. he, <laughs> he, he laid siege to the uh,
1: to Tar Valon
0: once. A 20-year war.
1: Yes. Um, so, you know, this is a man who's not afraid to take on you know women with power. <laughs> like, unlike the rest of us,
0: we're all terrified
1: of women with power. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it's Arthur Hawkins Eye, and this was a place where he tried to set up his own, like, his own city. His own microcosm. Um, uh in the middle of oceans and uh the uh the i forgot what it's called now what's what's the bit in the middle called between the eye or waist spine of the world Spine, yes. yeah i was thinking spine (laughs) yeah so he basically he 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 tried to set up a huge city in the middle of everywhere and there were like a city state like a vatican almost right yes and there were plenty people who were you know happy to donate or Mm -hmm. forced to donate who knows
0: (laughs) Well, like I said, to the general populace, he was the great, the greatest, you know, 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 like Trump wants to think people of him, but not really. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he probably would have had plenty of, plenty of um, stonemasons and other kind of craftsmen flock to help him create this city state. Hmm.
1: So, yeah, so that's basically it really. Isla just explains how they were going to build a huge city here, but unfortunately, you know, sometimes things just don't work out
0: one other bit on the lore of 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 Arthur hawkwing and it was mentioned here he even sent troops across this across the ocean oh mm.
1: yes no one wonder knows if
0: anything will come of that no one knows what's on the
1: other side of the ocean no nobody knows what's on the other side of the ocean but yes and they he never will he sent oh, out God. he sent out an army to investigate so he, yes. did, he did the old christopher columbus trick
0: yes so that 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 little tidbit of knowledge is dropped in book one nothing more to say that he sent he sent armies across the ocean Mm -hmm.
1: and um, that's pretty much it isn't it he goes into a little bit about the war of the hundred years and
0: yeah you
1: You know know. it's just a bit of a weird conversation where like uh, the way Islas describes him that Egwene says "Eh, you know one minute it sounds like you hate him (laughs) next minute it sounds like you love him (laughs) Uh, and he's just like yeah get some tea (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want to put a fire out. It's like, shut up. Shut up, city girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, he goes and, he you know, they, they were going to make a city-state, but it never came to be. So the only thing that was made was the statue. But then the statue, I guess, obviously crumbled down because his eyeballs just sitting here yep. in the middle of a steading, Crumbled down uh, all the time. Yeah. The last paragraph, I love it. Perrin, Perrin says he could make out the eye clearly now. It reminds him of a raven's eye. He goes, he wished they were sleeping somewhere else. <laughs> yes. Oh, we you have missed out the the single, like, bit in the middle which is the name of the chapter the, the eyes without pity yes yes because i thought that at first at first reading you know the eyes without pity were the ravens
1: yeah but te- just,
0: well just technically
1: because this- the way the way he describes it is because he says with the shadows falling across it it made it seem like a raven's eye hard and black and without pity
0: <laughs>
1: he wished they were sleeping somewhere else yeah i bet you do a nice brothel somewhere right, parent yeah <laughs> yeah because he frequences those a lot he will do he will do in later chapters spoilers Um. (laughs) 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 no he he doesn't Perrin's a good boy Perrin's always a good boy Uh, unlike Rich Rich is always in brothels Uh. (laughs) Uh, he's probably he's probably there now (laughs) yeah lifting some (laughs) weights that's what you do at brothels isn't it oh hang on I'll just google brothel <laughs> uh, I Lots th- of trollops there, right? I thought, I thought it was a gym. <laughs> <laughs> well, no wonder my wife keeps giving me those dodgy looks.
0: It's going to go do some lifting at the local brothel, <laughs> honey. Nothing wrong there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I'm going to go pump iron. <laughs> <laughs> going to go pump some iron at the brothel. Uh, really? Oh, is that what they're calling it these days? <laughs> um, yes,
1: and that 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 brings this wonderful chapter to a close. Now. This is a great chapter to read. I love the whole chase, suspenseful chase. Yeah, the chase of the uh, of the crows. There's lots of suspense in there. There's
0: lots of this again, could be its own. This could almost be its own episode. Yeah.
1: It, again, there's lots of stuff of Perrin, and he's like in an angst with Egwene, like, what will I do when the crows catch up to us? Will I will I have to kill her, or will the crows? Will I let the crows pick us to pieces like that fox? You know, there's a lot of yeah. inner turmoil with Perrin because he's torn between his like his love of his friend and what's the kindest thing to do if it all goes tits up. <laughs> exactly,
0: and then and then the shame at actually echoing now realizing that he can't talk to wolves.
1: Yes, that that shame especially, and I think that's the moment as well because of it. Uh, You know, it all starts to open up Perrins to the wolves' influence. I think. Now that he's accepted it and admitted it to other people, it's kind of like, oh shit.
0: <laughs> we need to keep track of when the the hue of his eyes start to change. They haven't yet, right?
1: Uh, yes, I, I, I was wondering whether to mention it because of spoilers, but yes, uh, Eyeless has got golden eyes, and slowly Perrins will turn golden too. Yes, you know.
0: So I mean, yeah, we'll keep we'll keep a track. It's a that. mild spoiler. I mean, it's kind of you know we, we kind of know the path at this point the first time reader will kind of know the path that parent is on but yeah that was one i want to notice because that that specifically hasn't been mentioned yet
1: yeah and that's pretty much it for this week A nice short one um i've got no um i've got no spoiler chat for afterwards
0: we do have uh i do have the uh readings with rob Yep, we have readings um, with. I went Rob. I went ahead and did take a little bit of Elias's uh, lore of, of the Hawkwing Empire. The so to Empire
1: say. of Hawkwing. So here is this week's
0: Readings with Rob. And now the Tavaren present to you Readings with Rob. Chapter twenty-nine Eyes Without Pity What showed above ground of the big rock was rounded somewhat with a sharp break on one side where moss, old and brown, covered the ragged surface. The grooves and hollows eroded in the rounded part looked odd to Perrin, but he was too absorbed in the gloom to wonder about it. Egwene, though, studied it as she ate. That, she said finally, looks like an eye. Perrin blinked. It did look like an eye, under all that soot. It is. Elias said. He sat with his back to the fire and the rock, studying the land around them while he chewed a strip of dried meat almost as tough as leather. Arder Hawkwings eye, the eye of the High King himself, this is what his power and glory came to in the end. He said it absently. Even his chewing was absent minded. His eyes and attention were on the hills. Arter Hawkwing? Egwane exclaimed. You're joking with me. It isn't an eye at all. Why would someone carve Arter Hawkwing's eye on a rock out here? Elias glanced over his shoulder at her, muttering, What do they teach you village whelps? He snorted and straightened back to his watching, but he went on talking. Arter Pendrag Tanriel, Arter Hawkwing, The High King united all the lands from the Great Blight to the Sea of Storms, from the Aerith Ocean to the Isle Waste, and even some beyond the Waste. He even sent armies the other side of the Aerith Ocean. The stories say he ruled the world, but what he really did rule was enough for any man outside of a story and he brought peace and justice to the land. All stood equal before the law, Eggwing said, and no man raised his hand against another. So you've heard the stories at least. Elias chuckled, a dry sound. Arter Hawkwing brought peace and justice, but he did it with fire and sword. A child could ride alone with a bag of gold from the earth-ocean to the spine of the world, and never have a moment's fear. But the High King's justice was as hard as that rock there for anyone who challenged his power, even if it was just by being who they were, or by people thinking they were a challenge. The common folk had peace and justice and full bellies. But he laid a twenty-year siege to tar and put a price of a thousand gold crowns on the head of every Aes Sedai. I thought you didn't like Aes Sedais, Egwain said. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, Simply tweet us at Pod with your request,
1: and that was readings with Rob. So yeah, fairly short one this week, Rob. Um, yeah, again, like really I say, been... it's kind of it's one of those ones where it's an incredibly well written chapter, even if right. it's it's not like... much happens. But you know, it's just it's it's a great one. You know, he did a lot with chase. not a lot of words. Yeah,
0: the chase. So that, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's all right. I was going to say. That's a good. That's a sign of a, of a, of a you know expert level writer to, to give you so much without saying so much
1: indeed and yeah it's just it's an incredibly exciting when you really feel the tension of the crows first of all the gang trying to avoid the crows and then eventually realizing that there's some coming their way that they won't be able to avoid and so they're just off oh, you yeah, we've got to get to this steady and <laughs> also a steady man Steadings are so cool <laughs>
0: oh yeah well yes yeah, because you can't channel you know me well, being like- able to channel the one power—I hate those fucking places.
1: I like it <laughs> 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 Yeah, man. So I'm looking at our next chapter,
0: and it's got a sunburst as the icon. Ooh. Do, 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 do. Let's not talk too much about that.
1: I'm excited about it.
0: Uh, What's it called? Children. Children of Shadow. Of Shadow. Might be able to, Might be able to break out some of the voices I was planning. For me. Uh, wait. Oh no, those were different characters. Sorry, cut this part out. I'm speaking nonsense. That's right. Uh, I'm pretty
1: much not going to have time to edit much out of this episode. So, <laughs> enjoy <laughs> bugger, the bugger, terrible bugger, bugger, bugger,
0: bugger, 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 bugger. Uh, yes. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. How many times can we swear? Next point. Of <laughs> cut,
0: paste, and send. Okay. Uh, pretty much.
1: <laughs> well, my work <laughs> schedule is slammed. But yes, that's pretty uh, much it for this week, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Again, there'll be no post. There'll be no post script this week, uh, mainly because I can't think of anything to talk about. And um, yeah, next week it should be myself, Robin. No, uh, it'll be you and Rich next week, won't it?
0: Sure. I mean, whatever, whatever we can do.
1: Yeah, I think it's my week off.
0: <laughs> your week off.
1: Uh, and yeah, so guys, if you like the show, follow us on Twitter uh, at.
0: Tar- YouTube, Twitter, Reddit. I think. All Tyler's of, still trying to do the Instagram and the, and the face uh, pages. Yeah,
1: I think that's more through the network. So, But yeah,
0: there's, yeah. Pl- there's plenty of
1: places to follow us. It's all in the descriptions below. And um, yeah, keep listening. Got any Got anything you want to talk to us about? Join us on the Discord as well. Um, and yeah, just let us know. If you, any way you want us to improve the show, again, leave positive feedback in a nice iTunes review or whatever podcatching apps you use.
0: Yes. Um, I also yeah. like to throw out, shout out, go check out our network, probablywork.com. We just added a a great uh podcast known as rpg the golden years to the to the network um bill have you heard of this podcast never heard of it no no eh, probably is nothing to speak of anyway
1: yeah sounds like two douchebags trying to do something impossible
0: sounds like something rich would like
1: yeah i think rich might like it <laughs> uh yeah anyway i, I did enough plugging of audio only experience <laughs> <There you go. laughs> i feel like i've done too much self-promotion again you don't have to go listen to it people it's, it's a terrible side project <laughs> it's there
0: it's there for my Stop own amusement selling yourself. No, oh. no,
1: it's, it's for my own amusement no one else's <laughs> anyway
0: should be the bill only experience then
1: <laughs> oh that's <a> good idea. <laughs> the b-a-x-d
0: <B-A-H-T. laughs> uh, all only. right B-A-H-T. i'll let bill get back to work <laughs> yeah
1: no, that's cracked me up oh right, guys all right over and out i'm going take I'm, care guys i'm going to go and um i'm gonna go get a drink at the steady i'm
0: gonna go eat some crow
1: yeah i'm gonna go take i'm gonna go take a whiz on half of hawkins eye <laughs> is that like, okay is that like the old pisser the blarney stone well come on let's face it if you get it you know you about got, you get one chance to piss on like one of the most famous men in history's eye <laughs> you're gonna take it
0: well that tells me you know stories about my friends going to ireland and you know the locals telling me oh you gotta go kiss the blarney stone not knowing that to the locals, it's nicknamed the pisser. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you, you, know, you Americans will fall for anything. <laughs> yes, yeah, so if you're an American going to Ireland, don't fall for the kiss the Blarney Stone gag.
1: Yeah. Also, if people kiss a lot of stuff, don't kiss it. It's probably got loads of germs on it. Come on.
0: Great. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: I've, I've been to Greek church. I know this stuff. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway. Like I said, I'm going to take a piss on Arthur Hawking.
0: <laughs> All right, have fun with that. Later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Now that our heroic trio have left the familiar confines of the two rivers, they find themselves being chased by all sorts of denizens of the Dark One. Our party has been scattered, and the boys separated from Marraine and Lan. Let us hope that luck, or some other force, can keep them safe. Um, Bill? Bill? Billiam! Put that dagger down! You have no idea where in creation that's been! No, no, Rich. I don't have an extra cloak with me. Maybe if you didn't ride your horse straight into the Aranel, you wouldn't have this problem, hmm? For crying out loud, Robert, I know that girl from Berlan said weird things to you, but you shouldn't let it get under your skin so much. What are you, Eleven? You all remind me of a younger version of myself. Why, back in Watch Hill, I...